0: All right, welcome. This is another episode of the Know Your Numbers podcast. I have a fellow New Englander on the show today, a uh, big accounting guy, but also somebody <laughs> out there going off on his own. And uh, I'm pleased to bring him here. His name is Murray Volure And uh, Murray, please welcome to the show and, and just give us a little bit of an insight into your life and who you are and what you're doing now. Awesome. Great pronunciation. You
1: nailed it, Chris. Hey, thank you, man. Ladies and thank gentlemen, uh, it puts him in, a, in a, a very small universe of people who've correctly pronounced my name uh, that don't live in France. Anyway, um, yeah, so my name is Murray Bollier. I live in New Hampshire, uh, right across the border from Chris. Uh, I assume you're a Red Sox fan. Anyway, wrong. Um, wrong! Oh, <laughs> my. OK, yeah. let's, let's stay off that topic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so I uh, have a, as a former Army officer. Uh, and I had a 35, 40-year career in corporate finance, okay, Mm -hmm. as a cost accounting manager, controller, et cetera, Uh, everything related to financials of manufacturing, okay, Mm -hmm. cost of goods sold. And I actually found it interesting, believe it or not. It's it's, as twisted as it sounds. Mm -hmm. I, uh, uh, you know, I think we did a lot of good things. I worked for some great companies, three Fortune 500 companies. Um, And, you know, I got no... Serious regrets, learned a lot, worked with some great people. I was the only extroverted accountant we had. And luckily I had, you know, frankly, Chris, uh, full disclosure, I'm not that great with numbers. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like it. (laughs) But I had some smart people who did, but they couldn't speak. So I had to be able to speak. Here's the deal. I had to be able to speak manufacturing, engineering, sales, marketing, product line. Those are all different languages. Our clients were all internal to the company. Yeah. The people I had working for me could only speak accounting. You know, uh-huh. I'd sit there and listen to and one of my people talk to an engineer. And it was like, <laughs> you know, look, here's what he's trying to say. And this is what he really uh-huh. needs. And this uh-huh. is, oh, yeah, I can do that. Okay, good. So I was like the translator, you know, and, I, yep. and the trainer. And all. Anyway, fun stuff, considering it was a big company. Uh, but, you know, the politics uh, the, gets mm. overwhelming. And, you know, at, they get, I took an early retirement three years ago. Uh, very, very generous retirement. Uh, no regrets. And now I'm an entrepreneur. Something I wanted to do for like the last 10 years, yep. you may have some people on this podcast who are W2 employees like mm-hmm. I was, who yeah. you know, it, it, it's a big transition to go from yeah. a, working for a big and you work for Price Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Uh, it's scary. It's exciting and it's scary yeah. that you know, when you make that leap, uh, making everything, uh, everything relies on you now, you know? Right. And so right. I wish I would have done it earlier, but you know, the longer you're there, the harder it is. So I'm not making the income I was, but the reward mm-hmm. has been fantastic. And so right. I'm so glad. So what I do, maybe I should tell you what I do. Yeah. I it's probably a good point <laughs> to bring that in. Uh, so, but it's, it, it probably is a good thing to tell you my story real quick. Yeah. Uh, so I, that relates to the answer of what do I do? Hmm. So uh, I tried multiple entrepreneurial things. I always wanted to do something where I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I could plug into an existing company or program or, you know, and sell whatever they do. I didn't want to have to make my own thing, right? Yep. Because I didn't have the bandwidth of the or the time or the patience. And I failed about a thousand different things. Okay. okay. This is while yeah. I was employed. Okay. I was always trying to do something on the side, knowing that eventually I was going to leave this big company. And so uh, when I left, you know, generous offer. Full disclosure, Chris, okay, I'm talking to a guy (laughs) who's a CFO accounting expert. You're going to laugh. This (laughs) this is going to make me look like an idiot. But I never looked at my own personal retirement until I retired. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And Mm. so, um, and there's reasons why, and I don't want to go into them, but uh, I thought I could do it on my own, really. Mm. And the first thing I looked at was my mortgage. This is important. And I had refinanced four times. Okay. And every time I refinance, Chris, what do you think? I was what was the goal of refinancing? You're you're an expert in this area. What do you think? What is, why does everybody refinance? You
0: pay their mortgage quicker, lower interest rates and lower interest pay. rates. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which which give you what? Lower payments, payments. right? Yeah. So you have more cash flow. So that's the only right. thing I was looking at. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts in a mortgage. Yeah. And when you refinance, yeah. right? What I failed to look at was you, you know. They give you the, they give you the data, but they, it's in the middle of about seventy pages that you're, you know, at closing the guys handing you stuff, sign this. Oh, don't look at that too close. Everybody, everybody signed, you know what I mean? Right,
0: right.
1: And you know, I just was ignorant, and this is this is embarrassing. I'm a financial guy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how mortgage interest was calculated. That's that's the wow. rub. Yep. And, you know, it's an amortized close end loan, which I know now. Mm-hmm. And the math, here's the key. The math of all debt is the interest rate. The interest of all uh, debt is calculated differently for each mm. type of debt. I didn't know that. I'm a yeah. finance guy. Right. I was crushed, seriously, physically ill. Uh, I lost sleep and I was too embarrassed to tell my wife that I'm not going to pay off this mortgage where we've lived for 25 years already until oh. for 25 more years until I'm 80. Wow. Oh. That realization, because I didn't look at that angle yeah. you when know, I was refinancing. You don't look at right. that. You know, it's too far out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so for whatever reason, just incompetence, I'm gonna say, or ignorance. Mm-hmm. So that was a crushing blow. So uh but that backdrop of what an idiot I am. <laughs> no, <laughs> I um I came across a guy on LinkedIn, I'm a heavy LinkedIn user. Uh, I have been for 20 years. I think it's a great platform. And uh, this guy said, I had to show you my debt, our debt elimination program. And so he did. I was trying to sell him something else. (laughs) And uh, he won. He showed me this program and I'm going to be able to eliminate. So this program is an award winning software. That shows you this is now. I'm finally answering your question. Yeah, no, no, no. I like it. This is uh, how to eliminate all your debt in as little as one third to one half the time without, from roll, without changing your lifestyle, without changing uh. your budget within your existing cash flow. So uh. you don't have to sell your car and ride a bicycle. You mm. don't have to live on ramen noodles mm. like Dave Ramsey, you know, forget yeah. Dave Ramsey. Um, <laughs> this is, it just uses, positive discretionary income, positive income that's like leftover. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? So you don't change anything. If you're investing in, in real estate, you don't change that. It's not like you take something away to do this. Mm-hmm. It's within, you know, it's just using money that's, it's optimizing everything you have. Okay. Yep. And it's using 26 pages of banking algorithms <laughs> like a financial GPS. It's a great yeah. analogy. We use that analogy a lot. It will get you to eliminate all your debt as fast as mathematically possible uh, by using math, the same concepts that banks use. Okay. Banks mm-hmm. are, ma- are great at making money from money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like sweep accounts and, <laughs> and, and floats and interest rate arbitrage, all the, all these fuzzy things you probably might know about, but the average person doesn't, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Right. And it, put, it puts them in your, uh, in your hands. Okay. And i uh, I'll just, wrap my answer up by saying i'm going to save $110,000 in interest wow. and 23 years off my all my debt not just my mortgage this works for all debt we talk about mortgages a lot because that's typically mm-hmm. the biggest debt but we also have a car loan okay yep. it's gonna uh and i'm gonna save 23 years uh, at my age the last thing i want to do is be paying a mortgage you know Retired. Right. Right. 23 years and one hundred and ten grand without changing my lifestyle. So wow. I, I feel blessed to have yes. this technology. And I said, I, I also want to share this with other people. Mm. And so I appreciate the opportunity to be on this broadcast because I think a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But right. any money you have in debt that's paying off debt is a captive of debt. You, it's mm-hmm. money you can't apply to something else that you'd rather be doing. Right. I mean, there's good debt and bad debt. I'm probably jumping ahead with a lot of comments uh-huh. here. Um, and even with good debt, which is something you need to invest in something, maybe, yeah. like to buy a home, even though that may be good debt, wouldn't it be better if you had if you could pay less interest on mm. that good debt than what whoever you borrowed it from? is expecting you to pay. So anyway, that's a lot bigger answer. Uh, a lot of hot air. I hope people are still awake. Yeah, (laughs) I I am, man. I'm fired up. You you just gave a a wealth of knowledge in a short amount
0: of time. And there's a lot of ways that that we can go there. But um, I'm curious, Murray, if you're willing to to talk about it, you mentioned uh, your wife and you mentioned Mm. um, the fact that this was going to hold you up for 25 plus years. And something that's near and dear to my heart is the fact that Money isn't talked about and it, it's the reason a lot of relationships end. And I'm curious how hundred percent how that worked in, in your relationship share as little or as much as you'd like. But well um, that's something that I, I've
1: recently found out. <laughs> that's been a sore spot with us. Yeah. Um, communication. I think our communication well, she would probably disagreed, but I think yeah, our communication right. is okay. Yeah. But 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 personal finance communication has been awful. Mm-hmm. And the onus is on me uh and i have this stupid male mentality uh, mentality that i have that's my problem i'm i'm gonna handle it i don't want to burden you with it reality is you're not it's far better to share the information than try to hide it and i i don't know why i don't know i just you know uh and so uh i've this has been a blessing in disguise yeah actually um you know we're we're not out of the woodwork yet you know we're still in debt but we have a path Mm -hmm. so uh to answer your question it was and you know my wife kind of built up inside her you know it wasn't like she was complaining all the time but finally you know I think if I can put broad strokes on it uh your spouse wants to be wants to know that there's a plan and there's safety mm-hmm. and you know that she doesn't want to be blindsided by right. surprises and unknowns and mm-hmm. uh if i you know if you put myself in her shoes i can i'd feel the same way I, i'd be more pissed actually probably if i was yeah. her <laughs> so i look back and i say what a freaking idiot you know luckily we're still hanging in there on the, yeah. what is it uh i have to sit here and count 32 years yeah wow. so wow uh anyway you're absolutely yeah. right what a good question. No one's ever asked me that. <laughs> Let me just can I add something to that? Yes, please. And it's not a so I feel that this program, I feel almost like a marriage counselor.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Not that I say that anything overtly, but I, I'm having a Zoom call. I everything is on Zoom, right? Yeah. Right. And I exactly. have the and if it's a married couple I'm talking to, you know, mm-hmm. or share. And you can see. Whether you like Zoom, I like Zoom because you can see. I don't particularly like phone calls. I like Zoom yeah. because you can really see the person. You can see in their yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. And when when I, we're having this conversation, um, and we, when I can share what the program will do, we run an analysis for everybody. So, yeah. but the ability, and I'm, this is sound like I'm plugging the program, which I guess I am. But yeah, but the reality <laughs> is, when you can show somebody a path to get out of debt. Mm-hmm particularly when you can, you know, without getting into their personal family, dynamic, you could just see the stress. <sighs> yeah. You, know, you could see that. It, honest to God, it happens a lot. You know, mm. when I show them the new numbers that we think we can do. <sighs>
0: uh-huh.
1: And one, you know, I had one, my, my my number one, you know, uh, complex debt case. Yep. He had to turn away um, because his eyes started watering. And wow. his wife, it just was, that was the single most, rewarding moment I've ever had in my career because I feel like this helps marriages. You know, my partner shares his story quite a bit. My senior partner, the guy, the guy who sold me, you know, he talks about, he, he puts a lot of humor in it, Yeah, but uh, you know, he says his, uh, it's really done a, a lot of things for his marriage, but the answer mm. to your question, uh, it's certainly important to share financial information, you know, wow. and like you said, financial stress is, probably the biggest source of stress and probably the biggest reason for divorce. I would, I'm, yeah. I'm going to guess, what would you say? Right.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I think it's
1: statistically proven. I don't have the numbers in front
0: of me, but I do believe that it's, it is the number one. If not, it's top three probably. But, um, I think that just goes to show, man. It's like the, the change that you can, when you start talking about money mm. and when you start to put everything on the table and get crystal clear, the peace that it can bring when you find out that there is an answer. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's brought to tears. Like that's what my biggest philosophy is, is that we don't talk about it enough. Like everybody's like, okay, I'll spend this here and that there. Like don't ask me any questions about where the money's coming <laughs> from, but, but like, it'll yeah. it'll figure it out. I can just make more money or like I'll get a raise next month or something like yeah. that. Like, but I mean, that's what I think we'll tie into nicely about the, the biggest question I had for you, Murray was your, your tagline is from debt to wealth. And for me, it's like, okay, what is wealth? You know, there's because people associate being rich and having all the material goods as being wealthy or, or well off. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. And, and some of the most the wealthiest people that we, we know of have the simplest lifestyle. So I'm curious
1: as to what your definition of wealth would be. Gosh, I got to say, I don't know how old you are, but you're very articulate and uh, (laughs) I don't want to try to, I I don't want to try to, you know, emphasize the age difference here, but your wisdom exceeds your years. Thank you. No one's ever asked these questions. Uh So great, great questions. Hmm. And I will say, getting back to your earlier comment before I answer, even if you don't have the answer financially, it helps to talk about it because- if you do it in a way, like I need your help, you know, we 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 need to do this together. It's much stronger, you know. The chances of if you if you approach it from I don't want you to know anything, it's really gonna it it just increases the stress. And so you're better off trying to tackle the issues together. Mm-hmm. As long as you really are sincere about working together and not condescending or anything like that, you know, your chances of success are going to be much better. So. Mm. Thank you for your points. Are so I had to add to that. That was such a great point. Um, in terms of wealth, yeah, everybody has a different definition of wealth. Um, mm-hmm. I decided a long time ago that I didn't need the latest uh, sports car. I used to, you know, that was uh-huh. a big deal when I was younger, before uh-huh. I was married. Yeah, and I didn't need the biggest house; just just more headache. But what I do need is the freedom to do what I want mm. when I want. That is true wealth, I, you know? And so I'd like to travel and I'd like to go visit friends, college friends. I have, I have my best friends I've had in my life and they're all over the country. I'd like to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd like to see where I was. Uh, I'd like to go to the town called Beaulieu, France. Yeah. Okay. It's right, wow, seriously. Okay, okay. Yeah. it's right on the Mediterranean. Yeah, it, wow. In French, if you're anyone's listening, it means beautiful place. And this mm. place is amazing. It's right next to the Con. Uh, where the film festival is, you know, right in the Mediterranean there. oh man. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's my goal. My number one bucket list. I want to go Amen. drink a lot of wine, drink a lot of coffee, and shake hands with the mayor of Beaulieu, France. Oh, that's wh- whoever the hell that is. But anyway, um, uh, the answer is when you have money that's locked up in debt, mm-hmm. that's money you can't do anything with other than pay the person that you owe money to. And so when you can get out of debt, you now have control over your own money and then your own destiny. And you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. Love it. And, you know, there's a lot of other factors involved, you know, but but just, I mean, debt itself is not necessarily bad. But it's mm-hmm. sure better to be out of debt than in debt, you know, right. and some debt is bad. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, to do, to be able to do whatever you want, when you want, which is my longtime dream, not there yet. Yeah, uh, COVID has screwed me up a little <laughs> bit, you know, from right. traveling. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna that's kind of, but the ability, you know, life. When you get to be my age, you you feel like you have a lease to be, just spew You know, old guy guy advice, whether you (laughs) ask for it or not. Okay, and I've always noticed that about old guys. You know, and now I'm an old guy, so (laughs) So my advice is life isn't about how much you can buy in possessions. Mm. You know, I I I realize this. I don't know, it's about the experiences, you know, that you have and the relationships with people and family and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I'm not out to buy. We're driving three cars that as of this month all three are paid for wow um, let's go the other two have been paid for since you know the jurassic period but <laughs> this last one the only the new one which is only six years old <laughs> is paid for and we're huh. in the drive it to into the ground philosophy yeah i'm not into you know anymore i don't need to have a uh, you know a, an italian sports car mm-hmm. it would be right. cool but yeah not, not it's not the end of the world i'd rather travel to italy yeah and see where they're made and (laughs) eat italian food you know so anyway
0: that's good man i i appreciate those that those wise words man (laughs) it's uh it's reassuring hearing that and um because i think uh, to transition this to another question that i had there's a big problem in the US. And we do see all those material goods out there. And mm. um, I think I posted just today about the the spending problem and, and how we hear about the debt that our country has. And mm. if you ask me, it goes down to the individual level where we have a bunch of people that, that think they need this thing and that thing, and they'll go out and buy it, but then they don't have any means of doing so. So I'm right. curious as to what you would, what your take on the current Economic standing of the United States says about the, the country as a whole.
1: <laughs> great points. Yeah, the country does. The government doesn't do a great job of setting the yeah, setting right. an example. I mean, they're yeah. just—it's beyond. Uh, you can't even fathom how much a trillion dollar is. Really, you can't. Uh, let alone however many trillion in yeah. debt we are, and so um, yeah, I. There's so many people. Uh, I, and I'm going to use a simple example that I see in my neighborhood. We have a nice neighborhood here. Yeah. Um, And we fell into the same trap. When we first had kids. We felt we had to buy all of these friggin' kid toys and yeah. games and all this, which as it turns out, 80% of them, they never freaking use. They would rather mm-hmm. just, you know, hang out with mom and dad and, you know, mm-hmm. do just, you know, go outside and wrestle or something, you know, then, but yeah. I see, I see the same, I see parents do the same thing we did. And as I walk, we walk our dogs. We have three adopted dogs. We walked uh-huh. two, two mile walks. We have a great neighborhood in New Hampshire. It's kind of rural, a lot of woods. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody that has little kids has the same cheap plastic slides and all these, all yeah. these, you know, things that you never see anybody use. They they all yeah. feel like they had to buy these pre-configured, you know, uh, swing sets and stuff that you never see anybody out there playing on them, but they spent, you know, and so that's just a small yeah. microcosm of, you know, do you really need that? I here, Here's what I think. Uh, in addition to overspending, I think we're conditioned to uh, to think more of, uh, can I make the payment mm. than what does this really cost? Mm-hmm uh, such as me and mortgages, such yep. as when's the last time you saw a car ad where they actually told you what the car costs, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's like math voodoo. Yeah, It's, you know, uh, leasing voodoo is like, you can't get a straight answer out of these guys. You know, wow. uh, mm-hmm. how many furniture stores, no payment until, you know, 2024 or whatever. Right. I mean, what are you really paying? You know what yeah. I mean? And so yeah. I think, And you compound that with stuff really isn't taught in schools. And I think, I don't know, it's just uh, you kind of learn the hard way. And so Mm -hmm. people are at the mercy of marketing departments and debt, you know, uh, and, you know, however, debt, they they just feel like they have to buy stuff and they don't understand how, you know, debt works. They don't understand credit cards and, you know, the the ludicrous payments on credit cards. And then you Mm -hmm. throw in, you know, student debt, which is just, I went through, we have two kids, you know, and it's just ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I just don't think, I think people tend to overextend, ourself yep. included, right. you know, and uh, it's just kind of an American thing. And uh, you go to other countries and you don't see, you know, you don't see the same kind of consumerism. You see mm. some, you know, Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would recommend people travel. And go with an open mind and see how other countries operate. Yeah. And I think it'll it kind of will cool your jets a little bit. Um, it's not like we have the the, the blueprint for, you know, spending right. here. We actually are not great examples. Right. Um, right. So Anyway, right. I don't know if that answers your question. But- no,
0: it does. And I mean, it opens up a, a can of worms, if I do say so. One of which is... Um- <laughs> I don't know. It's I. We could go on forever about the, the the spending crisis and the current state of affairs, but yeah, I do think it's it to to tie a bow on it. Um, something that you have made note of is, um, I don't know the the like the chokehold that you have when you're when you're borrowing. And for me, I look to the Bible for a lot of my wisdom. And one of the things that it writes about there is it says the borrower is the slave to the lender and that's it (laughs) yeah that's it yeah you can you can have this maserati but like if you're paying it off you're not going to be able to go to italy and and see where it was made because somebody's (laughs) going to be coming to look for their paycheck so um yeah
1: that's 100 accurate yes it's,
0: it's so i mean and yeah, we don't have the right, we don't have people talking about it. We don't have people showing us what it looks like to be a good steward of your money. And I heard recently, like, there are there are countries out there where people are being responsible about their money and they're going to be taking over us. Because guess what? The United States has borrowed. Who are we going to be slaves to? <laughs> so, I mean, it's... I don't want to, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it is, I mean, it's coming up in this conversation. So I appreciate you Yeah. To, uh, sharing about it. I do want to dive into your business a little bit. It it, it is titled uh, Boosted Profits. And again, I think something that entrepreneurs and business owners don't realize is that a lot of the personal finance strategies that we apply and teach about are the same strategies that you should be using in business. And as an accountant, yes, we know that that profit is the lifeline of your business. And so I'm curious as to whether, I mean, maybe you don't work too much with entrepreneurs or business owners, but how can we apply some of the things that, that you're talking about, some of the things that you learned in your, your accounting career to everyday life, business, entrepreneurship
1: and personal finance? <laughs> well, great question. Um, hmm. We do have clients that are, you know, small business clients, believe it yeah. or not. Um, uh, and, you know, some of your audience is invest in real estate, right? Hmm. Including you. Right now, which covers a lot of ground. So mm-hmm. there's different ways to invest in real estate. Obviously, yeah. when you invest in something like a syndication, where you're part of a team that's buying uh, an apartment building, a multifamily, I should say. Yep. Um, that's not really debt, mm-hmm. right? That's an investment. So that's not really I. That's kind of not applicable to what I do with this right. with our debt elimination program. However, my number one client, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. invest in real estate by buying rental properties. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, and I have a lot of these guys who buy, you know, in fact, surprisingly, a lot of them are active duty military right now. They're still in the military. Yeah, It's just incredible. Yeah, I wish yeah, I have yeah. known about this stuff, you know, right? but the, you know, the internet gives the ability to do this stuff, even though they're not, they're investing in places that they don't even live, you know? Yeah. And so he, this one particular guy, his name is Stu. I, don't, I know he wouldn't care if I used his name. Great guy. Yeah. Went to Naval Academy. This guy's a smart cookie, mm-hmm. uh, very humble. And you know, his his goal was to buy something every four years, and live off the rental pro, uh, rental income when he gets out of the Navy. he Doesn't want to work for anybody again. Wow. That's a that's a great goal. Yeah. <laughs> but with our program, he's gonna. You can put in future you know, debt, uh, future expenses. And mm-hmm. it, this program is a, is a, is a re, uh, real-time recalculates, you know, uh, and so okay. he, you're able to forecast how that affects his debt and how, and the cash flow, it manages your cash flow so that the right. cash flow of your existing property, for example, is going to help him pay off the, uh, the future properties a lot faster. So he's accelerated, he's, he's now buying something every two years, or at least that's his plan now. Yep. Um using this program. And so it it's a great way to use cash flow uh you know uh, for future stuff. So he can mm. and so from a business perspective, we do have clients who have, you know, business properties that they're paying off and yeah. they're using the savings, you know, it, it's it's uh, it, it's growing your assets, you know, it's paying off debt. So you can do a lot more with the resources that, that he has, you know, mm-hmm. that he's getting, and he, he can, you know, he can make improvements. He can invest in more property that the guy, this is somebody else. Now this guy has a big warehouse mm-hmm. that he's, he's, he's using to pay off with our program. Um, and so he's just able to do a lot more with money that was going toward debt. You know, yeah. he's hired, a he's hired a, uh, matter of fact, he's hired an out, he's outsourced a, um, what do you call it? A uh, property management team that oh, includes yeah. bookkeeping, which huh. was not which was not his forte. But these guys okay. specialize in the bookkeeping associated with managing big yep. like properties like that. And then you uh, know they also take care of you know if the plumbing goes out, all that. I mean, this guy this guy's seventy. He can kind of like back off. He's yep. a property owner mm-hmm. and investor. Um, he's a real estate professional uh, in his career he's the guy is really smart he has a Mm -hmm. massive network he knows every banker in the county uh is outside of philly and um but he can kind of now that he's 70 whatever he can kind of get out of the business the day-to-day and live you know and and, and take more advantage of the passive income he's getting and uh able to do more stuff you Uh, know now that he's retired when he when he's getting out of debt and so you know, we're interested in talking to, think about this, okay? This is not what you asked, okay? Yep.
0: Come on.
1: But think about if you're a real, I like to partner with people in other financial um, services. Uh, yep. Think about if you're a real estate agent
0: mm-hmm. or, a,
1: or a mortgage uh, broker. uh what if you were able to tell your clients, "Hey, look, I'd like to get you your dream home. I'd like to, I, but I'd also like to show you how to pay it off in seven years." With the, do you have twenty minutes for that conversation? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Are you kidding me? I and mean, then that's going to separate them from everybody else that's in right. that same industry, right? And so, um, to answer your question, you know, debt management is something that it, it's. Um, uh, it, our program leverages the differences in, in, in interest from, mm. you know, in the various uh, things of debt. For example, I don't know if you ever heard of the velocity banking.
0: Uh, familiar, but so more.
1: So just for everybody's you know, velocity banking is something you can do without our program, right? So yeah. you, should, you could Google it. But basically, yeah. it it works to get a it's using a HELOC, a home equity line of credit. I'm going to use the acronym HELOC yeah. for that. The way interest is calculated on a HELOC is extremely less onerous than a mortgage interest. Yeah. Okay, it's using an average daily balance, and it's, the math you got to you got to know the math, which they don't really tell you the math. You know, it's right. like kind of top secret, right? Yeah. So it's using you use a HELOC for example in in Velocity Banking. It's like one mm. of the twenty six pages of algorithms. Okay, but <laughs> um, you use a HELOC like a checkbook. Yeah. And you pay off chunks of debt from your HELOC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you can a thousand dollar payment from a HELOC to your mortgage could pay off. The way a mortgage uh, payments are work work is that you know interest. Uh, it, you keep the payment the same, but the mix between interest and principal starts off very high on the interest side when yeah. you first when you first get a, a mortgage, and over time. Like $1 a month, it starts yeah. going toward the, the principal side until at the very end, you pay everything off. Mm-hmm. But if you pay off all the principles associated with $1,000, for example, out of a HELOC, which is using a very simple calculation, yeah. you can save thousands of dollars on the mortgage because you're mm-hmm. leveraging, you're using uh, the arbitrage of the different types of debt calculations. This is just an example. Okay. Yeah. You asked me for an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, And then you pay back the the HELOC with your, you put your, your payment, you know, your, your check into the HELOC. So you're using a HELOC like a checkbook.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's the nickel version. Okay. There's a little bit more, but um, so our program tells you when the optimum time to do and how much and all that, if you have a HELOC, but you don't need a HELOC. Okay. So uh, bottom line is uh, we're using, these are concepts that banks use all the time. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Okay. Simple example. Everybody knows, but it might not have, you know, until I got involved with this, it didn't really, I didn't think about it. So when you have, yeah. you have a checking account, Chris? Yep.
0: Right.
1: how much interest do the, does the bank pay you for your checking account? Zero. Zero.
0: <laughs> You're like everybody else. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what is the, some banks even have the gall to say, uh-huh. look, if you keep a minimum of 10 grand in here, we won't charge you to have a checking. I, That's <laughs> I, I, just like, you got to be kidding me. You're yeah. charging me to put my money in your bank. But anyway, yeah. forgetting about that, mm. they're taking the money you put in the checking account, which they're paying you zero, and they're loaning it out to their clients yeah. for personal loans, credit cards, mortgages, or whatever, mm. at some rate of interest that is higher than 0%. Mm. That's called interest rate arbitrage, right? right? They're borrowing at zero, pay, you know, earning at some big higher number. Mm-hmm. Not only that, and by the way, this is legal. Yeah. It's just infuriating, but it's legal. Yeah. Um, right. Not only that, but the, through this thing called fractional reserve banking, they are legally ob- uh, uh, allowed to loan mm-hmm. that out to 10 different people. So they can 10x money they don't even have, right? Uh-huh. They, can, they can loan out. Yeah. And that's how, you know, that, that that rule was put in to kind of stimulate the economy to put more money out, you know, which yeah. it, the intent is is valid. You know, mm-hmm. if, if a bank can loan more money out, then the economy will do better because there's more, you know, there's more money to do stuff. Okay. Right. That, for lack of better words, but but that's interest rate arbitrage. They're yeah. loaning it out and they're not paying you anything. So mm-hmm. our program flips the you know, is, is flipping that uh, the playbook to give you that kind of power in the yep. background uh, to help you eliminate debt as fast as mathematically possible and to know in advance, you can put in future, like, I think I'm going to buy a car in six months. You can put <laughs> that in yeah. and you'll know the cause and effect of that decision as far as how it affects your debt before you have to make that decision. Mm. Mm. Very powerful.
0: Yeah, that's good, man. Because I think that's, uh... A lot of our decisions are made on a whim, even when we are we're we're calculating them. I mean, um, I like to read Profit First. I'm sure you might be familiar. Um, I don't know that one. Okay. It it deals with the psychology and like how you see a certain amount in your bank account. You're like, I can afford that, but it's like, all right, what is the actual cost of- of doing that.
1: So. (laughs) Opportunity cost, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So when
1: you, so let me say it another way, if I may, I know you know this, but to wrap it around, you know, for somebody who's listening, when you invest in something, there's all, or when you borrow something or whatever money you pay for something, there's a cost associated with what you could have done. If you would have, you know, invested, there's a cost to to do that. Right. Besides the costs, the raw if you if you if you, put a, if you borrow a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. besides the cost of the hundred bucks and the interest of whatever way you're borrowing it, yeah. there's also an opportunity cost because that was an opportunity lost. That's a hundred bucks mm-hmm. you could have invested to make money instead of now you're borrowing it. Yep. So there's, yeah. So it's more than a hundred dollars, and it's more than whatever interest you have. Mm-hmm. The actual opportunity cost is higher than that. Yeah. And people don't think about that. You know. Right.
0: And it's hard to put a value on it because it's your time, it's your your yes. profits. And yeah, it's um, your treasures, honestly. So uh, I think that's a, a good... I mean, Mary, I could talk all day with you. I, I know this is the first time that we've had a conversation, but but it... it we're going to talk you know, again, I, Chris. Yes, okay, yes, we're going to talk I, again. I would love to, and, and hopefully sooner rather than later, whether that's yes. in person or on Zoom again. But um, I do like to close with one final question. Um, and before we do so... Murray, uh, if you want to just plug some information where people can find out more about your program, um, more about you and connect with you one-on-one.
1: Thank you, Chris. Um, So the easiest place to get a hold of me is since my last name is so hard to spell. It's actually on LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I have a lot of connections on LinkedIn. I'd love to share my network with you. So um, my name is Murray Bollier. The last name is tough to spell. It'll probably hopefully be in your notes. Yep. Uh, you can search for me on LinkedIn, but you can also search for Debt Buster. Mm. Okay, yeah. uh, and I think I'm the only Debt Buster uh, on LinkedIn. But uh, right. s- certainly, reach out, um, shoot me a message, uh, shoot me a connection request. Take a look at my profile. Um, I we've got a lot of information on this program. I really feel it's the most professionally rewarding thing I've ever done in a 40-year um, career. Now I'm. I'm a relatively old guy, Uh okay? Uh, I just act childish, but I'm old, you know, in age. And uh, of all the things I've done professionally, Mm. this helping somebody get out of debt is, you know, uh, families or particularly if I may say, my two biggest types of people that I'd like to help, Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to talk, Mm -hmm. are people who are just about ready to get ready to retire. So they're not in debt in retirement, but actually people your age who are just getting out of college, massive college debt, want to buy their first home, want to, you know, just got married, maybe want to start a family. They're just, they're starting out in the hole, you know, want to buy their first home, but they can't because, you know, uh, college debt. And, you know, it's just, it's just ludicrous. Mm -hmm. Uh, brutal. And it, it, you may have a waiver on, you know, a government uh, COVID exemption, but it affects your credit rating. You can't get a house if you owe some college a ludicrous amount of money. You already know that if you're, if you have college debt, but uh, so I'd like to work with young professional people who are, you know, to get them on the right track early on. Yeah. And not make the same mistakes I did and, you know, just start off with a fresh, uh, you know, a fresh path that you're not burdened by debt, uh, by you're not slave to debt like like we've talked about here. Yeah. So uh, if anyone, you know, if that appeals to anybody, please reach out to me. So that was a, another long answer. Sorry. <laughs> I Sorry. love it,
0: man. I love it. And I love your heart. And uh, you say you're old, but, man, you look very young and I know you've got <laughs> many years left to live. So I'm excited for you, Murray. Um, I will close with the question that we ask all our guests and that is murray uh what is one truth about money that most people regard as myth
1: wow i didn't get it prepped for this yeah i'm sorry One truth that some people the most people well um you know they you heard the thing uh, money isn't everything you know and it, it's not right but it can help you get a lot of things that are you know uh, are worthwhile worthwhile in life such as like i want to do i want to travel yep i want to travel i want to visit uh family members and friends that i've made over my long career and you know it takes a little bit of money to, to travel you have to live you have to have some kind of income to live you know yep. and so it's i don't need to be a millionaire but I do need enough to do the, to, to, to achieve the dreams that I want to have, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, money isn't everything, but it's, you know, relationships are much more important, yep. but, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know if this is your question, but I would say, um, it's certainly better to have money than not to have money, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, some level of uh, safety and, uh, and living is required, you know? Right. So, yeah uh, and it, uh, it's important to be wise and and do it do it wisely and you know don't owe everybody a bunch of money and mm. listen to people like you who are good with money and know their way around so wow. right thank
0: you mary well this has been a, a fruitful time and i'm I'm so glad that we connected and were able to run it i uh look forward to the many conversations to come man. but i just thank you for your time and uh your wisdom your knowledge <laughs> and and sharing your story man people are going to benefit. Uh, been, I've been honored to be here, Chris. Thank you very much. My pleasure. We'll talk soon, Murray. Enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. See you.